What a mighty God we serve. He's still filling people with the Holy Ghost. Glory. Hallelujah. We want to pray tonight for Sister Ishcomer, Brother Jeff Lacombe, the Paul Tom Johnson, the Esther family. And we want to keep, uh, remind you to get a head count for Saturday Fun Day. Please sign up on the welcoming desk. Hallelujah. So let's have church tonight. Let's love God. Let's worship God. Let's praise Him. Invite Him to take charge of this service tonight. Thank you, God. We praise you, God. Standing on your promise. God, your will to be done in this service. We're dependent upon you, God. Thank you, Lord. be seated if you like, and the brothers would bring the offering pans and put them on the altar. Let's receive the offering. Glory. Praise the Lord, everybody. Why don't we all give the Lord a hand clap of praise tonight? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. How many is glad to be in the house of the Lord? How many is really glad to be in the house of the Lord today? How many has God been real good to you? Hallelujah. Thank God. Thank God. It's good to see everyone that's in God's house today. So thankful for God's goodness, His mercy, His blessings, allowing us to be in His house, to praise, to worship, to magnify, and to lift up His great name. I'm glad I know who Jesus is. Amen. Lord bless you. You may be seated. 
and uh, welcome everyone to the house of the Lord, everyone that's joining us on the internet tonight. Lord bless you. I ask you to take uh, this moment, this time, and uh, spend it like you would spend it in church. Well, I would say that, but maybe act like you're in church, not like you would be in church, but act like you're in church. Don't clip your fingernails and don't drink your coffee and all of that, but just join in and have church with us tonight. Amen. I sure miss everyone being able to be in the house of the Lord. And our prayers are with everyone that's unable to be here. Ask the Lord for His touch and His strength and His help. And uh, God's blessings. And God touch our world that we live in. Amen. I said God needs to touch our world that we live in. We need God's help today. Praise God. And uh, it is so good to have Sister Amy and her family here with us tonight. Glad that they're here in the house of the Lord. And uh, in fact, today, just today, I was called your daddy checking on y'all to see where you was at. And uh, glad that they're here. And uh, they have moved to Silsby and going to be attending church with us. That's what your daddy said. So that's what. <laughs> so we're uh, we're thankful for that. And uh, want to welcome them and and uh, let them know that we sure appreciate them being in the house of the Lord. And I appreciate Brother Metlin so much for um, for um, wanting his daughter and his grandchildren to come here. And I feel very honored. And uh, Lord bless them too. Uh, wonderful people. And uh, I've always said this: if there's uh, if there is an example of Christians, Brother and Sister Metlin are definitely prime examples of Christians. And uh, we love and appreciate them very much. I, I want to uh, ask you to pray. Let's continue to pray. And let's really touch God in our prayer, praying for Brother Strevel, asking the Lord to give him a miracle in his body and uh, touch him. We need a miracle in that situation. Also, let's pray for Brother and Sister Kane's granddaughter needs a touch from the Lord. It's already been mentioned, Sister Ishcomer needs a touch from the Lord. And uh, we pray today for uh, the Smith family uh, in their loss. Ask God to touch and strengthen them. Also, pray for Brother and Sister Cox. And uh, Brother Kerry text today and had a first cousin that passed away, so let's ask the Lord to uh, help and strengthen and touch him and uh, that family today. And I'm glad I have God that I can turn to. He's not just a good God on the mountaintops, but he's a God when we're going through the valley. And uh, so we ask God to move in those situations. Remind you, Saturday at 12 o'clock is uh, Kids Day and... Uh, we were going to do some things outside. I've thought about that, just felt uncomfortable with it this week. So there will be no outside activities. Everything will be in the gym. We were going to have fun jumps and water slides outside. But um, I don't think that's a good idea right now. So I'm just going to make an executive decision, and we're not going to do that. So remember that, 12 o'clock Saturday, there will be fun and games and 
and uh, bring your Nerf guns and safety glasses and all your combat boots and your military gear that you need to play Nerf gun war. So that will start at 12 o'clock. We'll also have food and refreshments for them and going to have a great time. Brother Clark Copeland will be here with us Sunday night. Lord willing, I'll be preaching Sunday morning. He'll be here with us Sunday night. And uh, so looking forward to that. Also, Brother Marks will be back in service with us the 23rd and 24th. So he'll be here um, next Sunday, a week from Sunday. And we'll have church that week on Sunday and Monday. So remember that, the 23rd and the 24th. I have felt this week and and uh, praying for this service of what I what I would bring to you tonight and I have felt very strongly of going back to um, talking about prayer again I was preaching about that Sunday morning and um, I, I just felt I just felt just felt it I, I would like to say I felt it from God I just felt it in my spirit and I believe that that prayer is of of the utmost importance in our life. And um, I want to talk to you for a few moments about that tonight. You don't have to stand. I will be reading uh, some scriptures through this. But if you have your Bibles, you can follow along with me. First of all, turn to 1 Timothy chapter number 2 and verse number 8. I might be a little bit slower um, maybe I'll get through quicker, but I will be talking a little bit slower than I was Sunday morning. And so they always say, what's the difference in preaching and teaching? They said about 45 minutes. So anyway, I'll, I will uh, not keep you too long tonight. But, you know, when that comes from a preacher, he's the one that's determining what's too long. And uh, so I, I just think that that God... Um, being so good and so great and so merciful and so kind has given us the ability to talk to Him, to communicate with Him. And uh, how do we do that? People want to walk with God. People want to talk to God. People want to be in the presence of the Lord. And what is that communication line? That communication line from here to God is praying. And um, I, I appreciate the, the extra vehicles that I've seen uh, through the day here this week. And I ask you to continue to do that, continue to pray. I, I, I brought to you Sunday morning something very small, very small. And I ask you, what do you think that God would do if every member of this congregation would show up to this church every day and talk to him for at least 15 minutes. 15 minutes is a very short time. And uh, especially talking to someone that you love, that you enjoy talking to. I, I can remember, um, of course, we didn't have cell phones when uh, my wife and myself was dating. And um, so we didn't have communication constantly like they do today and texting and and uh, able to talk any time of the day and uh, so we had what they called then y'all probably 
don't even know what this is. It was landmines. <laughs> and uh, I was talking to, to the kids one day, and they, they even asked me, did they have cars back when I was a teenager? Yes, they did. They invented them way before I, I come along. And um, so, so I can remember... Uh, uh, getting home in the evening, and and uh, I, I guess we we kept the phone lines tied up so much. Brother Duplass even got Jody a private line in her room. I guess he got tired of picking up the phone, and every time he picked it up, I was on the other line. But um, I can remember talking, and it boy, time flies when you're talking to someone uh, that you that you're in love with, and. Um, I, I can tell you there is there is times in prayer will where time lots of times it seems like that time stands still when you're praying and uh, but there is a time when you get connected to God where time just flies when you're talking to Him because it's someone that you're talking to that you love and uh, that you enjoy speaking with them. First Timothy chapter number two and verse number eight tells us, and I will that therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. When we start on this journey of living for God, we have to totally reprogram ourselves of who we were to what God it's changed us into and into becoming. And so when we do this, we have to change our thought process and uh, the way we think. And we have to start thinking like God thinks. Acting like God would want us to act. And being what God would want us to be. We have to change our our, our way of life. And, and, and this, this is a reason why that holiness is such, not just holiness, uh, within, but holiness without is so important to our walk with God because it's changing our identification of what we identify with and what God is wanting us to identify to. And God is calling us from the world to Him. And when God calls you and God touches you and God fills you with His Spirit, there is a change that comes about in our life. If you don't believe this, read the Bible and you'll find everyone that communicated with God was different when they got off of the hotline with God. When you think about Jacob, Jacob wrestled with an angel of God and he changed the way that he walked for the rest of his life because he was touched by the power of God. Moses, when he was on the mountain talking with God, it changed his appearance when he come off of the mountain. His countenance was so bright that that it changed him so much that they had to take a veil and put over his face. Why? Because he had been in a conversation with God. 
And it had changed him. God had touched him and God had changed him. And still today, when we get in the presence of God, we do not stay the same. Because in the presence of God, no flesh can glory in the presence of God. So when we get in the presence of God, it changes us. Now, this is one way we can, we can judge our, our religious, um, meter on how much of God that we have. When you start having problems with, with, uh, Dress, and you start having problems with where you go, and you start having problems with how you talk, and you start having problems with what you want to look at. You can, you can rest assured that you have not been in the presence of God enough. Because when you get in the presence of God, it makes you want to conform to God's will and God's process that He is working on in your life. All of us are human. All of us have struggles. All of us have problems. All of us have trials. All of us have things that we deal with in life that, that are contrary to uh, the glory of God and being what God wants us to be. And um, we, don't, we don't want to hear everyone's confessions today about what, 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 bothers you and what what you have to deal with in life. But all of us are human, and the human nature does not want to conform to God's will and God's purpose. How do we make that human nature conform? By praying and talking to God. By dedicating and consecrating our life to God. We have to reprogram our mind. To think the way that God wants us to think. Uh, you know, there is thoughts that cross our minds sometimes that, that are very carnal and very contrary to the will of God. And one guy said it like this, said, you can't stop a bird from flying over your head, but you have the ability to stop him from building a nest in your hair. That's the same way with our carnal nature. You can't always stop the evil thought or the sinful thought from crossing through your mind. But you can make the the thought go on through and not tarry and not linger and not contemplate on it and not draw pictures of it. How do we do that? By praying and talking to God. Prayer makes us a better person. Prayer makes living for God enjoyable. People that have difficulty in living for God have problems with the prayer life. They have not developed that. So, the Bible tells us, I will therefore that men pray everywhere. Everywhere. I believe that this is just being in the right frame of mind to pray. Romans chapter 8 and verse number 6 tells us, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Every time the thought of God comes to our mind, it doesn't matter. You don't have to be sitting dead still to pray. You don't have to be kneeling down at the altar to pray. 
You can be driving in your car and pray. How, how long has it been since you just reached over and turned off the news that you're listening to or turned off the radio that you're listening to tunes on and just tuned that out and just tuned God in and said, God, I just want to tell you that I love you. I know, God, that I am multitasking right now, but God, I want you to know that that the very thought of you makes me want to talk to you. See, sometimes, sometimes we get accustomed to God and we get used to God and God becomes just an old hat to us. Like sometimes in relationship, people that could not stay off the phone from talking to each other can ride for hours in a car and never even speak to one another, can live in the same house and have no communication with one another. That's not a relationship. That's just existing. And if you are like that, you need to change that. That's not what God wants in your relationship. That's not what God has called you to be. But God wants you to communicate. And when we enter in a relationship with God, which is like a marriage covenant relationship, marriage is just not a contract that you can tear up anytime you get good and ready. It is a covenant. And we have, we have entered into that because our relationship with God is a mirror image and it is an image of our relationship with husband and wife that there is a communication that God wants with each and every child of His. God, how many would love to hear the voice of God? You know, if it's on good terms. Understand what I'm saying. But, but God longs to hear your voice. That's what you were created for. God walked through the garden in the cool of the day to hear what? It wasn't the birds chirping. It wasn't the hoot owls hooting. It wasn't the, the lions roaring. But it was the man that God was wanting to hear his voice. Adam, where are you, Adam? I just want to spend some time with you and still today, God longs to hear your voice. He longs to hear my voice every day that we live. How does He do that? When we pray. When we pray. When we talk to Him. We have to be in the, that mindset. We have to have our mind right. We have to have our heart right. You know, when, you, when you're doing something wrong... Uh, when you was a child and done something wrong, you didn't really want to talk to mom and daddy. Can I get a witness? When you're a husband and been doing something wrong, you really don't want to talk to your wife either, do you? When you're a wife and you went to, and you come out in a dress that your husband hadn't seen and he said, when did you get that? Oh, I've had it a long time. My wife has had more shoes and dresses a long time. I don't know what she does. I guess she gets them and puts them in the closet and lets them sit there for six months before she decides to wear them. Had them a long time. I would not accuse her of telling the story, but she's had it a long time. 
We don't, we don't want to get into those things. And when we get cold and indifferent in our spirit, we don't want to talk to God because the voice of God condemns us. Amen. It brings us to repentance. And our human carnal nature does not want to repent for what we have done. But I want to tell you today, when you have messed up and you have drawn cold in the Lord and you have walked away from God, the first thing you want to do is go back and talk to Him again because God still wants to hear your voice. Amen. Amen. God, prayer is our praise and our fellowship with Him. It takes getting alone with God occasionally. It's good to pray when you're driving down the road. It's good to pray when the thought comes across your mind. But there is time that it is important that we set aside a special time. Now, now, you ever been talking to somebody on the phone and, and uh, trying to get something out of them and trying to communicate with them and they're talking to somebody else? And you're saying, hey, I, I can't understand you. You're talking to somebody else. Would you stop what you're doing? I just need to ask you a question. That's the same, that's the same way with God. It's good and God hears those prayers when we're driving down the road and God hears those prayers when we're working and God hears those prayers when we're on the deer stand and God hears those prayers when you're walking down the hall of the mall saying, God, don't let him find out. Don't let him find out. Don't let him find out. God hears that. But God wants us to set aside a special time where it's just me and you, God. I'm not worried about anything else. I'm not doing anything else. I just come to talk to you and to visit and communicate with you for the next few moments. Matthew chapter 6 and verse number 6 says, Jesus is saying, saying, But thou, when thou prayest, enter into the closet. And when thou hast shut the door, pray to the Father which is in secret, and thy Father which is in which is seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. Amen. Now, now one says that 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 place was a storehouse, which would be like the church house. Another said a room for privacy, a room for. Uh, that is a secret chamber. Amen. But one thing that Jesus was dealing with here was a, fair, a Pharisee spirit that had gotten a hold of people where they wanted to do it out and open and public and, and make a big show and a big scene that, hey, we are righteous, we are holy, and we are praying. But God says, what I want you to do is not be a showman and not make a show, but I want you to shout out everything that is hindering you from getting in contact with me. And I want just some personal time, one-on-one with you. Amen. Amen. There comes a time in your relationship that you need personal time one with another. That the kids don't need to be there. You need to go out and eat by yourself. And listen, if you're not doing this, men, you need to do this. You need to have a time set that you go out and eat together. Just you and y'all talk and communicate. 
That's the way that God meant life to be. And that's what God is wanting out of us. Amen. Don't just do it haphazardly. Amen. But do it on purpose. Make a point. Amen. Not just off of the cuff. But God, I have come and I am I am turn, tuning out everything that would distract me. And I am going to have a conversation with you and you alone, God. How many times have you been to prayer? Now, this is the way this works. How many times have you been to prayer and you kneel down and you, Oh, God. Oh, man, I need to do that. Oh, God, I'm talking to you today, Lord. I need you today, Lord. Boy, i got to get that flat fixed on that car. Oh, God, I'm, man, you need to go do such and such. All of these thoughts. If you want to think of something that you have, need, you have been needing to do for a while, go pray. You will think of all kinds of things that you need to get done right now. I have done that so many times and I'll finally get frustrated sometimes. I say, okay, I'm going to go do that. And I'll get to my office and say, now what was it that I needed to do that was so important? Because the devil tries to distract. And when I'm saying that Jesus was saying, enter into your closet. He was saying, shut out everything that is hindering you from getting to where I am. Get your mind. That's the reason why it's so important. Boy, I'll be so glad when we get back in the prayer rooms. I'm having a difficult pray, a difficult time praying with people watching me. I feel like I'm a caged lion walking back and forth. Amen. What, what it, we, we can think about so many things. See, that distracting. It's distracting. And the devil uses this and God is saying, shut out what you gotta do for the next few moments. Shut out what you've got to do tomorrow. Shut out what you've got on the plate for next week. Shut out what you're thinking about you're going to do next month. Shut out thinking about what's going to happen after a while. And take some time and just visit with me. Talk to me. Look at me. Visit with me. Hear me. How many times have you been talking to your kids? I can remember... uh, Doing this lots of times, you know, lots of times when the t- teacher was trying to correct me, believe it or not, I really wasn't that interested. And she would be trying to correct me. Now, you, have you ever had a child just roll their eyes at you? Like what you're saying is not important at all. Let me get back to my video game. Let me get back to texting my very important friend. And they give you that. My daddy called it this. He said, don't give me that go to the devil look. That's what that is, in case you didn't know, as a go to the devil look. And so, so how many times have, have we been there and we say, you, 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 and you try to control yourself and you very gently grab your child on each side of their cheek. And you say, look at me when I'm talking to you. Now, my mama declared that she did not do this, but she did. 
And uh, she declared that she did not do it. But when she really wanted my attention and I wasn't giving her my attention, she would grab me by the hair of the head. And she'd get me up on my tiptoes. And then she'd take off that slipper with the other hand. She wore them little floppy house shoe slippers. Remember them? them little? They call slides now. But she wore them little slides. She didn't know she was going to be in style one day wearing them. You can wear them to the grocery store now. But she wouldn't get out of the house with them on. But she'd take that slipper and hold me by the hair of the head and just tear me up with that. Now, Brother Ham is my witness. He'll tell you the truth that that really happened. My wife, my mother denied it. My wife don't do that to me. But my mother denied that to her dying day. But, but there is times I feel God is looking at us. And we are so distracted with everything that is going on. Now I'm talking about prayer, okay? Don't forget where I'm, where, what I'm talking about. And we are so distracted with everything that is going on in our life. And we're trying to pray. And our mind is wondering here and wondering there. I think sometimes God wants to grab us by the hair of our head and say, Look at me when I'm trying to talk to you. Tune out everything that's not important. What is important is getting alone with God. Hearing the voice of God. Getting in connection with God. Being what God wants us to be. Amen. Praise and fellowship with God. Hallelujah. It's, it's, it's just, it's just good. It's good. There, there's been so many times that I've been to pray and, and be so, so caught up in everything that is going on in, in life. And, and I'm talking to God, but I'm really not talking to God. I'm, I'm just mouthing words that, has no feeling and no meaning. And then all of a sudden I feel the Holy Ghost just smote me and my heart hurts because God is saying, hey, if you'll just take a moment instead of trying to fix all of these things that you can't fix anyway and you'll just talk to me, I want to tell you today, your problems will get smaller when you take them to the altar and prayer and really lay them down and say, here they are, God. I place them in your hands. I give them to you. I can't fix it, God. But I know that you can. Prayer works. Prayer works. Prayer works. Somebody say it. Prayer works. Amen. Amen. Then there, these praise and fellowship, talking to God, these type of prayers, we enter into earnest prayer. The Bible says in James chapter 5, verse number 16 says, Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another, that you may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. That man that has found the place to get along with God. Amen. It could mean this. That read like this, the prayer of a just and earnest man 
with divine energy availeth much. You have got to get, you have, you have got to pray from your heart. It can't just be from your head and it can't just be words uttered from your mouth. But you have got to bring the flesh under subjection to the Spirit. Amen. The flesh doesn't always want to pray. The flesh doesn't like to pray. But you have got to get the flesh by the nap of the neck, so to speak, and say you're going to go to the altar and you're going to spend some time in prayer because I'm not going to be lost over my flesh. Amen. 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 I am I don't consider I don't consider myself a giant of prayer at all and don't get me wrong. But I I try my best to be a leader and how can you learn to pray? Unless someone leads you in prayer. This is my responsibility to each and every one of you as your pastor. That I am to be the leader in prayer. I am to be the one encouraging and boosting and pushing and shoving and pleading and begging with you. Get your prayer life right. Get dedicated to God. Get submitted to the will and the plan of God. And then that's supposed to transfer to you and you men. Hear me men. You want to be the bully of the woods? You want to be the one in control? You want to tell your wife what to do? You want to boss your children around? You have some responsibilities. Yes, you have a God-given uh, given mandate from God that you are to be the leader, but also the first partaker. Amen. I need some men in this church that will lead their family to prayer and dedication and commitment. Amen. To God. You've got to do it as a man. Amen. You've got to be the man of the house. Your wife should hear you pray. She should see you pray. She could come by the church and catch you praying. Those amens there kind of was high pitched that time. I didn't hear many deep voices in that amen on that one, but... That's what God has called you to do. And before you can be a leader in anything, you've got to be the leader in God things. I'm still under the great opinion that a woman would follow a godly man. Some of you ain't under that opinion, but... I am under that opinion. That's the way God planned it. That's the way God wants it. You've got to get your heart prepared. Amen. Hannah prayed earnest prayers. Sincere prayers. She was praying so hard that the prophet of God walks by and he smotes her. Now, you know she was praying hard because the preacher hit her upside the head and she didn't even get mad about it. If you was in the altar and I come by and slapped you, it, you'd probably change churches, wouldn't you? That guy's done gone crazy. But he smote her. 
And he said, you, you, you are drunken. What are you doing coming into the house of God? No, 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 no. Amen. She, she is so in tune with God and so praying so hard and earnestly and crying and, and under the power of God until God heard her prayer and gave her one of the greatest prophets, or I could say the greatest prophet in biblical history, even in, in the history of mankind, in Samuel, because she prayed earnestly. Peter was in jail. I preached about this Sunday morning. But prayer was made. Earnest prayer was made of the church unto God for him. And what did God do? God opened the jailhouse doors and allowed Peter to come to where they were. Hezekiah was sick unto death. Isaiah said, get your house in order. You're going to die. But he turned his face toward the wall and he prayed earnestly and God heard his prayer. I submit to you today that when we get a prayer light with God and we pray earnestly before God, God will still hear and God will still answer our prayer. Amen. Jesus prayed. Luke chapter 22 and verse number 44 and said, being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. As his sweat was, as it were, great drops of blood falling down to the ground. Amen. There's some that said it has been recorded that they have recognized the fact that extreme mental pressure and uh, it can cause your... your uh, pores to dilate to where blood will ooze through your skin and mix with your sweat and it looks like you and it really is your body is just bleeding through the pores of your skin and this is what the agony and the pressure of the moment had put Jesus under. And He was telling His disciples, can you not just watch and pray one hour that you enter not into temptation? We are living in troubled times, church. We are living in difficult times, church. We are living in the end time, church. That's the reason why I'm trying to encourage you in this troubled time, in this time of agony and pain and turmoil and chaos. We need to be praying like we've never prayed before. Amen. We need to be earnestly praying and talking to God like never before. Amen. And then, moving on to this, I'm trying to get through very quickly. Amen. I know I've been going a while and I'm, I'm going to finish with this. If they come get ready to sing something here. But I get through in the next 30 minutes. Praying in the Spirit. This is what, this is what really everybody wants to get to this point. And everybody wants to be here. Have, have you ever prayed in the Spirit? You ever just got caught away in the Spirit and prayed in the Spirit? Lord, have mercy. Amen. You can raise your hands on that. You ever just pray? If you never felt like you've got to that point, you need to get to that point. Now, I wish I could tell you the magical formula to where you could get to that point. I can promise you there's been hours and hours and hours and countless hours that I have spent in this church and I'm talking, but it feels like I'm talking to these walls in here. 
It feels like my prayer is not getting past the ceiling. There has been times where I've walked in here and just said, Oh God, I love you. And the glory and the presence of God just falls. And and I start weeping under the power and the glory of the Holy Ghost. I can't, I can't tell you what causes that. Or how the, there's a magical word that you can say. That, that, that will make that happen. There is not. It's just a time where you just pray in the Holy Ghost. You really don't know what you're saying, but the Holy Ghost is speaking through you and you're speaking in tongues. Amen. Talking to God in a heavenly unknown language that you don't know what you're asking, but the Spirit is making intercession for us. Romans chapter 8 verse 26 and 27 says, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the heart knoweth what is in the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. When we come in here and we start praying, we're praying our will, our desires, what we want to happen and what we want to see take place. Amen. But when we get caught up in the Spirit, amen, and talking to God and groanings which cannot be uttered and and not understood and and speaking in tongues in a heavenly language that, that no man can understand but we're talking to God. It's our Spirit. It's the Holy Ghost that's crying out, that's telling God that Things that we need in the direction, or you know, we just ask for what we want. But God is speaking through us now and, and talking through us now. Can I tell you there's no drug that can ever cause that feeling. There's no sip of alcohol that can ever give you that feeling and that experience. Amen. There's nothing in this world that can ever bring you to that place of that feeling of the power of God. And praying in the Spirit. Some of you raised your hands. Some of you did not. You have got to find that place in God yourself. I can lead you to prayer. I can preach about prayer. I can give you scripture about prayer. You can hear people pray. You can watch people pray. You can think about praying. And you can talk about people in your past that had great experiences with God due to their prayer life. But each and every one of you being a child of God, you have got to find that place to where you get along with God And you enter into the presence of another world. I don't know exactly what heaven's going to be like. But I think heaven's going to feel something like it feels when you get carried away in prayer. And worshiping and praising and glorifying God. And just carried away in the Spirit of the Holy Ghost. That's what it's got to feel like all the time. That's what heaven will be. And I want to tell you today. You don't have to be the most super spiritual giant in the world to get to that place. You've got to have a desire. 
You've got to have a determination. And I promise you, if you'll start coming by this church every day, and you'll start talking to God, you're going to enter in here one day and something totally different is going to happen that you've never experienced before. How many, how many, you know, you say, well, I, I've never been there before. I've never, but you all have. All of you that's received the Holy Ghost has been to that point, carried away in the Spirit. You remember what it felt like to get the Holy Ghost? I was praying today and, and I, I, I was calling some names. I, I, I kind of look around and make sure ain't nobody listening when I start calling names because when I pray, I do pray loud. So when you walk in here and I'm praying and I may not see you, tell me, hey, Brother Looper, I just come in, so don't call people's names. But I was just calling some names of people that I, I, I don't see the joy of the Lord on your face. I don't see the joy of happiness in your home. When I look at you, I see disgruntled, dissatisfied, unhappy. Yeah, you're here. You're here. But it's just not like it used to be. Your relationship with your spouse is not like it used to be. Your relationship with God is not like it used to be. I want to tell you today, God wants it to be like it used to be. God is calling us. I have felt this so strong for the last couple of weeks about praying, getting closer to God, and praying in the Spirit, and being what God wants us to be in this church, binding together with prayer. God wants to bring you back to that place where you're smiling again. Where you're happy again. And you know what? When you start looking around and everybody looks bad, normally it's the man or the woman that you stare at in the mirror every day. It's not everybody. It's just when you get dissatisfied with yourself. You get dissatisfied with your relationships. You get dissatisfied with your relationship with God. Prayer. Prayer will work in your home. Prayer will work in your life. Prayer will work in your spirit. But you've got to do it. You've just got to do it. You've got to do it. And when you start making your flesh, the flesh is never going to enjoy it. But the spirit will love it so much that you'll bring the flesh under subjection. And say, oh, yeah, you're going to pray because I like what I feel when I pray and talk to God. When people stop praying, it's the same reason why Adam and Eve didn't want to spend any time with God. They were condemned because they had sinned. And if you find it difficult and you don't want to talk to God, You need to get some sin out of your life. Where art thou, Adam? 
as we stand across this building tonight, I wonder if God sometimes walks through these aisles of this church for the day and says, Where art thou, Adam? Where art thou, Adam? Where you been? Where you been? Where you been? Where you been? This 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 building should not be a place we just come to on Wednesdays and Sundays. Where you been, Adam? Adam, where are you, Adam? God's looking for you to show up and pray. God's listening intently for your voice. And nobody has a voice quite like your voice. And God's wanting to hear your voice. Let's gather around this front and ask God to give us a spirit of prayer like never before. Hallelujah to you. Surrender Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. More of you, God. More of you, God. More of you, God. I want you. I desire you, God. I hunger for you, God. I long for you, God. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. One person said this before prayer changes others. It must first change us. We spend a lot of time in our life wanting other people to change. If we talk to God long enough, God will change us and to make everybody else look better. Be joyful in hope. Patient in affliction. Faithful in prayer. Another guy said this, that God is the best doctor And prayer is the absolute best medicine. How many has ever just wanted somebody just just to talk to? Just you didn't have to say anything, I just want somebody to talk to. If you need someone just to listen, then just pray. If you want somebody to listen, And you just kind of vent it all out. Just pray. Hallelujah. Surrender your life to Him today. Oh, yes, Lord. Everything. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. I surrender everything to You, God. I want to give You more. 
I want to do more. I want to draw nearer to Thee, O God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Everything that I am, I give to You, God. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, I surrender to you, God. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. together. I surrender all. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Remember church, Sunday morning, let's come back praying, expecting and believing the Lord for a great move of the Holy Ghost. So glad for what God done for us this past weekend. Amen. Looking forward to God doing something great this weekend. Lord bless you. You can be dismissed in Jesus' name.